Welcome to the most wonderful time of the year. It is officially March Madness. We are doing the on the line, a college basketball March Madness preview pop tonight. In each region, we will discuss winners of the region, uh, including our Elite Eight Final Four pick from that. We will have a best bet. The best bet will more than likely be a region-based bet. However, there could be some individual bets there. We'll have a dark horse to potentially make a run out of the region and upset within the first weekend, a best game the first weekend, and lastly, our personal favorite, the most wanted matchup uh, to really involve ourselves in what we want this tournament to be and uh, what we're looking forward to. All that up next on the line. Williams, patient, going to work. Got it. The answer. Three seconds. No timeouts. Harper for the win. Waters, deep three for the win. He got it! Wow! Wow! Drive the basketball. And there he goes. There he goes. Drive Drive the the basketball. basketball. They get it back, though. They get it back. Seal for the win. Legendary career has come to a close. And Brown on Manic, and here we go. Manic circling around, he slipped underneath. They go to Love. Love's going to be the one to take it. Puts up the shot. It's off. The game is over, and Kansas completes the biggest championship comeback all time. Ben, welcome. It's it's finally here. It's finally time. This season flew by uh, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, some of those awesome stories kind of took you to the college basketball season. Uh, there was definitely some some bad news this year in college basketball. We we wavered through all of it, and we're here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I thought this was one of the most fun bracket reveals ever. I really feel like. They manipulated this bracket to give us entertainment and uh, crazy matchups. And I don't agree with all of it, specifically AM. I think they got screwed over a little bit, but man, they made this bracket entertaining as heck. I agree. They definitely, they were definitely doing some funny business. Uh, you look at it and, and you're going to tell me that Kentucky, Michigan State are all in the same bracket. You have the potential for uh, the Texas Texas A&M game. Um, there's the there's the UCLA Gonzaga rematch. Um, there's just yeah, there was a lot of funny business going on in the bracket, and I think that's pretty obvious. I agree. Um, so so let's get into it. Starting with the South, uh, obviously Alabama, our number one overall seed. I, I think justly deserves right, Casey. Yeah, I would definitely have to say Bama's the number one seed, especially with how they ended this. And um, it, it's it's weird how little the committee put stock into these these uh, conference. Honestly, like if you don't win it, 
it's kind of like, oh, well, whatever. You made a championship game, but that's okay. Like, it doesn't matter. But if you are the number one seed and one of those one seeds and you run all the way through the bracket, you will get rewarded. I was kind of surprised to see Purdue's not the two the two overall seed that they were listed as the third overall seed, I believe. I agree. Um, I would have had the one seeds in a completely different order after Alabama. I would have had them all shuffled around. Um, I didn't totally agree with that either. That's what I'm saying. Some of this funny business, uh, it's, it's all over the bracket from top to bottom. Definitely so. But my my first pick, I'm going to say, I want to give you my best bet. Uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on. My best bet, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little two for here. My best bet is to parlay of Alabama and Arizona to make the Sweet 16. That is at minus 107 right now on DraftKings. So you're basically paying about 21 to win 20. Um, honestly, a little less than that due to the minus one of you can also parlay them both to make it to the elite eight that's plus 430 so what i would do is i'd make one bet for the same amount of value where they get to this 16 that way if your elite eight bet doesn't hit you essentially paid for it with your sweet 16 bet because i'd be very surprised if if both of these teams don't make it to the Sweet 16, there's really only one game I see that could potentially trip up Arizona, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, mine is very similar. I, Bama to the Elite Eight, minus 105. I just think some of these teams that the committee gave them kind of play into their hands. I think a Maryland-West Virginia winner off of that physical game getting Alabama is really unfair. And then South uh, San Diego State or Virginia trying to slow down Alabama, I, I just don't see it happening. They would have to miss a lot of shots in that game. And we, we've we even seen them miss a lot of three-pointers like in the SEC tournament and still pull games out. Uh, I just think really none of these teams can compete with them in their uh, upper half of the quadrant. So Bama minus 105 to the lead eight really feels good to me. Yeah, I like that a lot, obviously, if I have it in my parlay. Um, and so let, let's get to that team that I think could potentially upset Arizona in the bottom half of this bracket. And they're my dark horse to make it out of this region. All things go right. And that's Missouri. What I like about Missouri is Kobe Brown. I, I love the way he plays. He's a physical player. He's a grimy player. He's But he's still skilled. Uh, he still has a lot of handle for his size at, at 6'8", 6'9". And... To me, he's going to be a load for this Utah State team. I like Utah State a lot. I just don't know how they can match up with Missouri athletically. And it's due to that athleticism and due to the way Missouri plays defense where I see them potentially knocking off Arizona in the second round. And that would really be my only worry if Arizona doesn't make it to the Sweet 16. Um, I agree with that. I think as much as we love Utah State and, and what they do, I think Missouri is a bad matchup for them. I, th- I think Kobe Brown's kind of a field day. I like them getting out of there. Um, my upset, I'm looking at this NC State Creighton game. I, I really think NC State can play with them and run with them, but I also think either one of these teams getting out of that game can create a lot of trouble for Baylor and can even run with Arizona. Um, I, I think Creighton, if they get out of that game, if, if their talent starts going the right way and they start playing 
the way we know they can, the way they did in the first 10, 15 games of the season. Uh, I think Creighton at plus 700 to get out of this region is a look. Obviously, we really, really like Alabama, but usually when we really love these teams and we think they're unbeatable, something weird happens. So I think Creighton's a good look at plus 700. Yeah, I would agree with that. So my my upset of the first weekend is also NC State. I really like this NC State team, what they bring athletically against Creighton. They have the ability to match up inside. Uh, I, I can't wait to see DJ Burns going against Cockburner. I think that's going to be hilarious. I mean, talk about two contrasting styles and body types. But I'm going to move ahead to my best game of the first weekend here. Um, so this is this is a first round game that's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what my desired matchup is and potentially the best game of the first weekend if we get it. And so my best game in the first weekend that I'm most intrigued about is this College of Charleston for San Diego State. The reason I'm I'm really intrigued by this is because all year I've kind of felt that College of Charleston's they're they're a good team, but they're a little fraudulent to tell you the truth. I, I get they they did have a tough non-con and they pulled through, but they they were in a relatively weak conference and they kind of blew through it and they still lost games to Hofstra and Drexel. So it, I just wasn't really that impressed with them in in the CAA tournament either. I thought Towson or UNCW could have easily beaten them if they would have taken care of business and. Don't think San Diego State's a good matchup for them at all. What San Diego State brings to the court defensively, as well as their ability to to limit the offensive rebounding numbers, which is really what Carl Charleston likes to do. They're 17th in offensive rebound percentage. I like San Diego State a lot here. This is definitely one of those sexy 12-5 upsets that everyone in your office, everyone in school is going to be talking about. But I'm probably just going to stay back and watch this um, and I'd take San Diego State in my bracket. Uh, I agree with that. I'm not too excited about College of Charleston. I actually like Furman a little bit better against Virginia. But uh, I I want both San Diego State and Virginia to go through to play each other because we're going to get the ultimate rock fight like you've never seen before in an NCAA tournament game. This game might not reach 100 points. It's going to be played at a snail's pace. It's going to look like 1930s basketball. It's it's going to be incredible. I want it to happen really bad, and I hope we get it. Yeah, that's that's 100% my dream matchup. Uh, I'm a sicko. You're a sicko. Give me Virginia, San Diego State. I want the I want first one to 45 wins, and and honestly, it'll be first one to 40 because it's going to be it's going to be ugh. Late. especially now that Vanderplas is out like who's gonna make shots for Virginia yeah um one last note on this uh south part of the bracket the regional finals will be played at the KFC Yum Center uh we got a little news from our friend who said the the rim is tight there and uh I looked at past NCAA tournament games at the Yum Center it, it leans toward low scoring games games in the 50s and 60s a uh, few high-scoring games thrown in there, but a lot of games go under in the Yum Center. Just something to keep an eye on going into the second weekend. Yes, it is something to keep an eye on, and I definitely did a double take for my winner here. Is my winner is Alabama, and they are extremely dependent on the three-point shot and shooting in general. 
but I do still like Alabama to win it. They've been one of the best teams in college basketball year long. I think they're going to continue to do that. So I, I do have Alabama over Arizona. I know it's very chalky, but it's just what I see happening. I agree. I also have Alabama over Arizona. Um, pains me, but if Arizona was in any other region, I might take them to go through, but Alabama is just too good. And uh, Arizona is going to want to run up down the floor with them, and Alabama loves to run, as we all know. But um, let's go ahead and move into the east section of the bracket with Purdue, our one seed. They were the fourth overall seed, so the last one seed um, finishing up on their Big Ten tournament title against Penn State. We got Marquette, the two seed in here, who also won the Big East title. Um, a lot of blue bloods in here. We got some Sparty. We got Kentucky. We got Duke. This is my favorite region of the bracket, Casey. I think this this region has a lot of chaos in it. Yeah, I agree. This is definitely the region that I looked at and said, I really have no idea who comes out. You could tell me five or six different teams come out, and I'd say, yeah, yeah I could definitely see that. I, I would not be betting many favorites in this bracket. This is a... This is a game-by-game bracket. See how the matchups are. A lot of live betting potential. I would not be, I would not be like, yes, Purdue, lock, lock them up, mark. Um there's just there's just a lot of good teams in this bracket, a lot of experience, uh, both with the coaches, whether it's Shaka Smart, Matt Painter, Kella Perry, whatever you may think about him, he's got a lot of experience. You got Izzo, and then obviously you got the ghost of Coach K on the sidelines for Duke. So very blue blood heavy. Jerome Tang being like the one newcomer for for a high end team, and uh, I mean, how can you not be pulling for Kansas State with the Keontae Johnson story? Um, well, I'll go into my best bet, which is also my upset. I I love ULL, the Raging Cajuns, in this game against Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I just did not see Tennessee adjust to the losses of Zakai Ziegler in their two games in the SEC tournament. Uh, Viscovi played point guard, you know, before Ziegler got there, but I don't think he's very effective. Also, the turnaround and getting ready for him being the primary ball handler, I'm just not sure they're ready for it. They also have some back-end guard problems trying to make up for that. I like ULL. I, I think they're they can match Tennessee's athleticism. Uh, they have some dynamic scores. I think plus 11 is entirely too many points. I actually think they could pull this off. Yeah, I actually am right there with you with my best bet. And my upset is it's going to be ULL. Uh, I love Oral Roberts. I, I, I really do. But Duke's not a good match for him, like, at, at all. Like, that. this is... Out of all the five seats that they could have drawn, I think this is by far the worst five seed that they drew. And it really scares me because Or Roberts coming into this tournament, I would have probably told you they're they're an auto bet for me. Uh, no matter what the matchup is, I probably would have bet them on the money line and the spread. I'm I'm having a hard time getting there with this matchup, and it's it's a lot because of how Duke's been playing. And it's Oral Roberts, and and what I mean by how that match up, I, I should explain. Oral Roberts is a team that likes to get up and run and go, 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 raise and score. 
Duke's a team that can do that, but also defend, and they'll defend you while they're doing it. And that is not something that Oral Roberts is used to. Oral Roberts is used to teams that either play no defense and they just outscore them, or they're used to teams, North Dakota State, and you saw that, where North Dakota State doesn't want to run, and then Oral Roberts just runs them out of the gym. Duke's completely different of a story, and I I don't know if they're going to be able to outrun Duke. Yeah, so Oral Roberts has a very traditional point scoring point guard, fast point guard, and uh, Max Abimus, and then they have the seven foot four transfer from Arkansas and Vanover. What they don't have is these combo wings that Duke just has in flush. I think Philip Kalski could go crazy in this game. They really don't have a matchup for him especially in transition, him cutting to the rim. I agree with you. As much as we love Oral, not a good matchup for Duke. And uh, the way the Duke has been playing recently, man, uh, they've really kicked into another gear. Uh, we had some criticism for Shire early in the year. He seemed to really figure it out here in March. Uh, has these guys playing really well. Jeremy Roach looks primed again to have another great tournament. Um, I, I agree. I, I think Duke's hitting the stride at the right time. I have a question, though. Did ULL beat Duke? I don't know. I think they would have a better chance than Oral does. I agree. And that's why something that you should take a look at, plus 13 ULL to make it to the Sweet 16. Give it a look. Just give it a look. That's all I'm saying. I think I think this, this Tennessee matchup... Uh, it is is really enticing for ULL uh plus ten and a half plus eleven at some books. That's something that I would be looking at again, kind of as a insurance for the money line. You know, bet bet that with the money line. If if one doesn't hit, you'll have the other one to cancel it out potentially. If they both hit, congratulations, you just made a made a great payday. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that's potentially a look. But my dark horse is gonna be this FAU team. Um, it's really just whoever wins this game, FAU or Memphis. I'm gonna say FAU's win because Memphis has been too good lately, and I know that makes no sense, but it's it, it, it was it was pretty easy for Memphis and the American. Like that was that was an easy run that they had, and they were just destroying teams. So I'm I'm a little interested to see how it comes when they play FAU, a team that really has their season on the line. And I mean, they won, they won 31 games and it could all be erased very quick. And this FAU team's got a lot of seniors in it and they're going to be ready to play. Also, I was really impressed with gold and I, I watched him a lot during the season. I thought he wasn't really that great of a rim protector he was he was amazing in in the Cusa tournament, and can match up with Edie. I mean, he's legit seven foot. He's seven one, and he has good rim protection. So, I would not be surprised if if he helps this FAU team keep the keep the boards clean because that's going to be so pivotal for Memphis. Um, I agree with you. I'm very looking forward to this Memphis FAU game. That's what I have is my. Uh, most looking forward matchup here in the first round because I agree. I think either of these teams get out of this game. They have a good shot at Purdue. 
I think uh, Kendrick Davis, the point guard from Memphis, will create a lot of problems for this Purdue team. I think their press would create a lot of problems. We saw Purdue struggle with the press game after game in that Big Ten tournament. Honestly, embarrassing for a team of their caliber to struggle with the basic press like that. I think FAU probably has some uh, advantages as well. Uh, Really looking forward to that game. My dark horse actually to get out of this region is uh, kind of the opposite of Michigan, a team that hadn't been playing that well, and that's Michigan State. I thought they kind of had a dud in the Big Ten tournament game, losing to Ohio State, but they have a lot of talent on that team. Tyson Walker is one of the best guards in America. Um, I I don't hate their matchup if they get Marquette in the second round. And then from there, we've talked about how this bracket is wide open for anyone to take it. Uh, You can get Sparty at plus 1,500 to win the region. Uh, I like that a lot. But going back to what we were talking to earlier, I actually think Duke is my team. I think I settled on them eventually. One through nine in this region, I would not be surprised who would win. I mean, Kentucky, Kansas State, Duke, FAU, Memphis, Purdue, all these teams are capable, man. And uh, I just think you should be looking at – some of the lower lower seeds because this one's gonna be crazy yeah i agree i think this is definitely the uh take a flyer you know pick two teams and take a flyer on them to make a sweet 16 elite eight run um i didn't give my dark horse but my dark horse is going to be duke as well and it just it (laughs) oh wait i'm sorry i said feu but i agree with you on duke they could they could they could make a run and it's just gonna kill me. Um best best matchup first weekend. I'm going with this Kentucky Providence game. I like this game a lot. I like this game a lot. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Providence has a huge chip on their shoulder and against Kentucky. I think you're gonna see that reflected. Lastly, my wanted desired chip. Give me Kansas State against Marquette. And you're probably like, that is such an awful why are you picking that game? And I'll tell you why. The reason I'm picking that game is because, one, Shaka Smart's a damn good coach, and I think people should not let that Texas run diffuse their impression of Shaka Smart and think, oh, Shaka Smart is not that great of a coach. No, Shaka Smart is a damn good coach. So I want to see if we get the opportunity to potentially make it to the to the Elite Eight and Final Four again. Secondly, this Kansas State story, I think Kansas State's one of the best stories in college basketball. And it's not just because Keontae Johnson. It's where this program was the last year, last two, three years. Uh they were they were really bad and they're fairly respectable program that's been relative last 20, 30 years. So I'd like to see them make a run at this and potentially make a final four run as well. So that's my, that's my dream matchup. Is that two, three game? Oh, I thought you were going to say what you told me earlier this week. How about an Oscar Toshibwe Zach Eady matchup in the tournament of two of the best big men in America going at it. That would be fascinating to watch. Uh, but that was that was my most look forward to matchup. Um, so let's go ahead and move into the, the. It's just like, yeah. I was just gonna say it's it's a worse version of DJ Burns' cockbinder, though. That's the only thing that that makes <laughs> me can't do it. Uh, and also, I just wanted to I just wanted to correct one thing. So people, 
don't jump down our throats. You said opposite of Michigan, talking about Michigan State. You know, you, I think you meant to say Memphis. So just wanted to just wanted to say that Ben Ben knew what he was saying. Yeah, that's what I meant. But yes, Michigan State is definitely the opposite of Michigan because they're actually in the tournament. So, huh. <laughs> well, uh, one other thing, just to drive home your point about a potential Kansas State Marquette matchup. How about uh, Kansas State picked dead last to finish in the Big 12 this year and Marquette to finish ninth by the preseason media experts? And then they both come uh, in the top of their conferences out of nowhere in our top three seeds in the tournament. Both great stories. I think that would be fascinating. Agreed. Makes me makes me sick. Let's move on to the Midwest. Uh, and I think I think you can make a case that there's some mid in this bracket. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, some of these some of these high seeds, I'm not. I'm not really feeling. And so let's get right into it with my dark horse, my best bet, my sleeper, all of it rolled into one. This Kent State team, I think they're going to blow the doors off of Indiana. I'm sorry. Indiana's just not a very good basketball team. I, I get they've had some impressive wins. The only concern here would be Trace Jackson Davis inside and what Indiana can do with the size. Uh, I always defer to who has the best score in these games and the best score in this game is by far sincere carry. It's, it's really not even close. Uh, he's, he, he can score better than anyone on, on Indiana. And yeah, I just, I just like the way Kent state plays a lot of good guard play. I think this is a good upset opportunity. It's a good sweet 16 push opportunity. This is definitely a team that I'm going to be taking. And then a little bonus upset, uh, I'll get to it later. Uh, I have another one. I have another one that I'm looking at too. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I agree with you. I think Kent State has a great chance. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about is Indiana in the paint with their big guys. Uh, so I think both teams actually have distinct advantages on the offensive side of the floor. That's why I love Indiana Kent State over 140 and a half. Uh, I think it's a low number. Also, we get with these tournament games, a lot of fouling at the end. Um, I just think Indiana has the ability to dominate the paint while Kent State has the ability to dominate transition and uh, jump shots and outside scoring. And although Indiana is great in the paint on offense, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, not necessarily the best rim protector ever or Ray Thompson. And uh, I think we can see a lot of points in this ballgame. I agree. And just a quick, quick odds on that because I couldn't, I couldn't pull it up. It's only plus one fifty eight, but obviously in your bracket, pick, being the one person who picks a thirteen over a four, you're gonna be god and you're gonna make a little run because you have a thirteen over the four in the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, because that, I think that plus one fifty eight number on the money line just shows you the book really respects Kent State and they also don't have a lot of respect for Indiana. And another one, you have Miami against Drake. If if Miami doesn't lose that game, I, I would not be surprised if they lose to Kent State. Everything Miami does well, Kent State also does well, and in some ways they do it better. Yeah, I would I'd I'd be looking at either Drake or Kent State to make it to the Sweet 16. This is definitely a takes again, takes them in the last in the last region when we're going to the east. 
we were saying take flyers on those teams in the three, four, five, six, seven, eight range. In this one, I would I'd be loading up on the double digit seeds to make it to to the Sweet Sixteen potentially the Elite Eight because this is there's just not a lot of good teams in this in this bracket. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, my upset was actually this Kennesaw State team. More to do yeah. with Xavier. Xavier just feels like one of those teams to me that kind of plays down to their competition a little bit. While they also play up to their competition, you know, they had good games against Duke and uh, they beat UConn a couple times this year and they came, they played with Marquette. They just had weird games this season where, you know, barely beating Cincinnati in the Crosstown shootout, you know, barely pulling out a game against Seton Hall, losing to DePaul, losing to Butler. Uh, playing close games with Georgetown, losing to Villanova at home. Just some really strange results from them this year that kind of proved to me that, you know, they can't go out every single night and have consistent performances. And so I think Kennesaw State has a pretty good chance, who's been consistent all season and really didn't dip all season throughout the regular season in the conference tournament. Um, I, I think Kennesaw State has a shot at this. They're plus four ninety, and that was the other that was the other team that I said you know we'll get to it later. Um, yeah, I think I think Kennesaw State's got a really good chance to beat Xavier. This is, <laughs> I told you, I told you, uh, the Auburn Iowa game was a, uh, you know, when they were making all the matchups, they just got left with Auburn and Iowa on the side, and they said, all right, we'll they'll just play. I got to be honest with you. It, it seems like this is the leftover bracket. It's like all the teams, when they got done making making their moves, they just looked around and said, okay, uh, we'll throw them in the Midwest bracket because I, I like the other upset I like, Ben, whoever wins the game against with uh, Mississippi State and Pitt, I think both of them can easily beat Iowa State. I really like that as well. I mean, it would not. It would not surprise me if if three or four uh, double digit seeds are going through this in this first weekend. I agree. Um, well, that moves me to my dark horse section. Uh, I was talking earlier about how A and M probably got underseeded uh, as a seven seed, and man, they got one of the toughest ten seeds, one of the hottest teams coming in in Penn State with a uh, Jalen Pickett and Seth Lundy, two combo forwards who can really do everything. Very, very tough matchup. Um, Casey, how about digging deep, deep, deep for Penn State plus 3,500 to win this region? Why not? Why not? I I think Lundy and Pickett together are big matchup problems for a lot of teams uh, outside of Texas who has probably some combo forwards to match up. Uh, No one else really except Houston, but that'd be all the way in the – Elite Eight really has combo forwards, really the matchup with these two guys. As long as Penn State's guards can hold up defensively against teams like Texas and Texas A&M, I think they got a shot at this thing. They're so hot coming into the tournament. There's always a team like this every single year that comes in hot. They have a lower seed. They didn't you know, live up to their expectations throughout the season, but they got hot enough to get in. Penn State, uh, just watch out. I just think Jalen Pickett and Seth Lundy are two of the best players in this uh quadrant i like that a lot i like that a lot uh i'm gonna close out with my bad game 
in the first weekend and then give you my most wanted matchup. So best game in the first weekend, I'm I'm going with that AM Penn State game. I think that's going to be a great game. Really looking forward to watching that. My dream matchup is going to be Houston against Texas. The reason this is my dream matchup, besides it just being the one and two seed, is I think this is going to just turn Texas on its axis. And when I say Texas, I don't mean the university of. I mean the state. Um, You're just going to have a very divided fan base within the state of Texas. It's going to be very interesting. You know, Texas basketball has made this resurgence in the midst of the Chris Beard thing. We'll talk about you later, Ole Miss. We know what you're doing bearing that story ahead of the tournament. Come on. But Houston, they're they're always willing to make that run, and they, they made it last year. But for them to be staring the Final Four trip in their home city in the eyes against Texas, the biggest school in, in the state. I mean, come on. Like, that just – it just writes itself. That's that's the matchup I most want to see. Yeah, and I went with a, a different Texas matchup. If A&M and Texas both win their first-round games, we get an A&M-Texas game in Des Moines. Uh, first of all, this Des Moines site is crazy. Uh. This is also where Kansas is playing and Arkansas is playing and Texas and Texas A&M. I mean, man, the prices for this site has to be absurd. It's a short flight from all of these places. Arkansas is always going to travel. Texas is always going to travel. Kansas will travel to Antarctica to watch their team play. And all these fan bases will show up. This this Des Moines site is going to be insane. Yeah, I, I agree. It is it is probably my favorite state that, that there there's out there. Um that Arkansas Kansas game potentially in the West, which we'll get to in a little bit. That's gonna be a great game. Anything else in the Midwest before we close it? I just have Texas. Uh that's my pick to come out of the Midwest. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. They're they're coming in so hot to this thing, man. Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter is playing incredible basketball. As long as they get a healthy Timmy Allen, I think they probably have more talent than Houston. Um, We still have Marcus Sasser concerns injury-wise. I just favor Texas at this point. Yeah, that is my one big concern with Houston and why I actually am picking Texas to make it out of this bracket. But... Uh, I still like I still like Houston to make it to uh to the lead eight at least. Let's close out last region here. We have the West bracket. Um, Kansas getting Howard. I I wish Howard got a different one seed. I think they could have made some noise, but I think think Kansas is gonna gonna take it there. But the upset that I am looking at, it's not Howard. It is VCU. Uh, VCU might have been the worst possible matchup for St. Mary's in the history of mankind. Um, I would have liked if this was flipped with Oral Roberts against St. Mary's. That would have been a really fun game, really high-scoring game, and VCU taking on Duke. I think that would have been a better matchup for both 
both teams in terms of just fairness and overall style of play. But I love St. Mary's. This is this is such a bad matchup. They, they they are so dependent on what their guards can do with the basketball, dribbling around the perimeter, creating plays. Well, guess what? You are not going to be able to put the ball on the ground against VCU. You're just not going to be able to do it. You are you are going to get picked up full court. You're going to get picked up high in your half court off. Um, they have not played a team like this all year. It, it's it's not going to be pretty. I I really like VCU in this and. VCU is my dark horse to make to make a little sweet 16 run. I think they match up really good with UConn in the next round. And look how Kansas, if you have to play VCU, like that's that's not an easy matchup for anyone. We're on the same page here. I have VCU as my best bet, as my upset. And why not? It's a dark horse to win the region. Plus 5,000 for VCU. I think we're both just infatuated with that second half of the conference title game. They played pretty, pretty poor first half. Then the guards just came alive in the second half. The wings were flying around. Ace Baldwin's one of the best guards in America. Um, if you don't know his name, uh, he is an incredible player. He could shoot the basketball. He can uh, take it off the dribble. He's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I have – a lot of VCU. VCU plus, I, I don't know why they're not favored in the St. Mary's game. I have a lot of respect for St. Mary's. But like we were you were saying, the matchup is just terrible. Yeah, it's 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 rough for St. Mary's. Um, And what really impressed me about the VCU team so much was actually it, it was it was that final game, but it was the St. Louis game. Um, St. Louis got up and down and, and actually kind of controlled the tempo, but VCU was still just scoring with them and if you're st louis you know that's how you would want it to play the game and you still lost uh so yeah it, this this vcu team it's it, it's very good it, they, they struggled early in the year in some non-con games that they shouldn't have lost but they they've they've also beat some high-end non-con teams too with pittsburgh and vandy so i just yeah i VCU is going to make a run at this. Don't be surprised. Okay. Well, as my most fun matchup in the first round, I have UConn-Iona. Iona is a bus ride away from their site in Albany against UConn. A lot of rumors about Rick Pitino probably moving to the Big East. UConn would be one of his rivals. This is one of those where I think they got, they manipulated this a little bit to give us this matchup because this has fun yeah, written all time. over it. Dan Hurley, <laughs> Rick Pitino, come on. And then my um favorite potential matchup, like we were talking about, is Kansas, Arkansas, and Des Moines. Just going to be an insanely loud game. Yeah. So my favorite matchup in the first in the first like games that we're definitely getting is Boise State and Northwestern. Uh, and the reason is my favorite matchup. I, I want I want to see the Northwestern kid cry again. Um, I, I just want to see him cry. He's gonna cry. Boise State's gonna win this. There's another free upset for your bracket. Uh, I like this Boise State team a lot. And this is the year at the Mountain West. We say it every year. This is gonna be the year. I promise. <laughs> and I know that's that's last year, but next year. <laughs> if they don't do it, I promise I'm done with the Mountain West. <laughs> and I don't favorite, believe that at all. Favorite potential. 
Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that of myself either. Uh, favorite potential matchup? Probably Gonzaga UCLA just because of that legendary matchup that we got. And I get a lot of people aren't on either team anymore, but you still have, you still have some of the core faces. You still got Juzang. You still got Tiger Campbell. You still got Timmy. Yeah. I'd like to see that matchup a lot. Also, Arkansas, Kansas is going to be really fun. If, if they play, there's going to be a lot of high end NBA talent on that court. Um, So for scouting purposes, I kind of, kind of intrigued by that game. Well, I got UCLA coming out of this winner. bracket going to the Final Four. How about you? Okay. Well, I was, I was getting to that. I, I also have UCLA. I, I like the way they're playing really well. Uh, and and that that Arizona game impressed me. Even, even though Arizona won, it still really impressed me how they handled it, how they were able to stay in the game with no bigs against Arizona, which is impossible to do, and they still did it. They're playing well, and yeah, I I really like UCLA, and I like UCLA over Kansas. I know I'm getting very chalky, and I'm sorry, but it's just it's kind of just the reality of this tournament. Uh, outside of the outside of the East, I don't I kind of see a lot of chalk. I actually have UCLA over VCU. Um, wow, I, I think uh, Kansas is okay. I think Kansas trips up. In the round of 32, I think Arkansas and Illinois both present problems for them. Um, and then VCU, man, I, I just like their matchups. I like a potential UConn matchup for them. They would just have to, you know, clear Sonogo out of the paint. But uh, I will say, even though we both picked UCLA, and you're talking about the problems with the bigs, big, big lookout for Adam Bono's uh, health concerns going into the tournament because as well as they handled their you know, deficiency of big men in one game in the Pac-12 tournament, I don't think they can handle that for a run all the way to the Final Four. I really think they're going to need him because, man, once they they have two bigs, if they don't have him and they both got into foul trouble in the Arizona game, that can easily happen in the tournament. And if you're going against Drew Timmy, you know, as well as Hami has guarded someone like um, Tubelis or whatever, Drew Timmy's a different story in the post. I think it would just cook. Hami Hakas uh, defensively. So they're going to need Bono and they're going to need their other guys to stay out of foul trouble to, you know, not have Hakas play the five as much. I agree. All right. So we, we pretty much gone through each bracket, Ben, who's winning this thing. And before, and before you answer that, how many teams, if I said, Hey, hypothetically, you fell asleep for two, three weeks, right? And you come out and you're like, I can't believe I missed March Madness. Who won? Who won the tournament? How many teams could I tell you? And you say, Yeah, makes sense. I, c- I could see that. I'm um, doing a quick count. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say ten. Uh, I, I think there's ten strong okay. contenders, and uh, my my champions and come out of the South. I, I think the winner of that Alabama Arizona game, the way they're playing. Uh, the way they play basketball so quick up and down the floor and uh, Alabama having the best player in the country and then Arizona having those two uh, forwards and Tabellis and Larson create a lot of problems for people. So give me the champion out of the South. Okay. I, I want to go Alabama as well, 
the only my only hesitancy is <laughs> it's the KFC Yum Center, and it's also the fact that they're gonna have to go to a football stadium and play the way they do, and that is very hard. If they get Purdue in the Final Four, we get Alabama Purdue. I think that really favors Purdue. And it favors Purdue because of what I just said with the court and and how Alabama could potentially shoot their way out of it and not really play any different. So that that's what worries me about Bama, but I'm going with it. I, I agree with you. I think Bama's going to win. Uh, I'd like Bama over Texas, um, which would just be hilarious if we get an Alabama-Texas basketball championship game. Um, poor Colt McCoy. He's he's gonna be punching air. If Tyrese Hunter gets injured in the first half of this game, then we'll just know it's cursed <laughs> forever. Seriously. Um. Okay. What? One last thing I wanted to ask you before we get out of here. Um. What sixteen seed? What fifteen seed? What fourteen seed? And what thirteen seed? If you had to bet on one of them to pull off the upsets, what would they be? Um, 16 seed, Northern Kentucky. Uh, I don't like I either agree. the playing ones, and I just think Howard getting Kansas is just not not fair for them a lot. Um, yeah. The only 15, that actually, if they don't have Bono, UNC Asheville against uh, UCLA. Yeah. Not a terrible okay. look. So the one I like... So yeah. the one I like is actually Vermont is actually Vermont. And the, the the thing with the tournament is remember you, this is what I keep telling myself with Gonzaga. You, you don't have to play your former teams. Like you look at this Vermont team and you say, well, they're not as good as they, they have been in years past. And that's a hundred percent true, but they don't, they don't need to play the other teams they've played in the past. Vermont always seems to get these, very athletic matchups. And this is the first year where they're not getting that scary athletic matchup. And I actually really like what they could potentially do, especially if Tyler Kolick's off shooting wise for Marquette, I could potentially see a Vermont upset there. I wouldn't anticipate it. I wouldn't bet it. I'm just saying I could see it out of all the 15 seats. And then Uh 14 seed, who you got? Oh, we said it earlier. I think Kennesaw uh, actually has a pretty good shot at yeah. this. Um, I, I hate Montana State against Kansas State. I, I don't think they have a really good chance. Grand Canyon against Gonzaga feels really, really like an uphill climb for them. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go with Kennesaw. UCSB? You would think that's a trendy pick with the way Baylor's playing, but – I don't see Baylor prone to these kind of upsets. Uh, I think they're a little too solid. I think uh, I I don't know. I think they have a little bit too much experience to get tripped up by the this USCB team. Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get tripped up by there. But it, I like I just wanted to mention it because, like you said, they they are a huge trendy upset picker right now. So you gotta bring them up. And before we get out here, one last thing for you. Um, 
do you like any of the first four matchups betting wise? I love Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, minus the four points. That's why I had to give it to you. uh, Versus SEMO. I just think even the conference that they play in is a tougher conference, the Southland, than the Ohio Valley, who is very weak this year. And SEMO came in fifth or sixth, I believe. Texas A&M Corpus Christi was pretty solid. Uh, winning the regular season and the conference title at 23 and 10 in the Southland. I think they have better competition to get ready for this game. Uh, I like AM Corpus Christi. Yeah, I like AM Corpus Christi a lot. Uh, if you beat the Northwestern State team from Natchitoches, you got my respect. So, yeah, I, I like that for Liam, Liam of Corpus Christi, the Islanders. Well, Ben, anything else before we? I mean, dive into March. I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be gambling. We'll probably, we'll probably be posting some bets as well. Uh, so follow us at on the line NCAA. Uh, um, I'm done. Make it to the Denver site. Tickets are outrageous right now, uh, price wise. So, um, I'm hoping they might go down, but who knows? I'm, I'm still gonna try to make it. What about you? Any sites that you got in mind? Well, I was planning to go to the Birmingham site a couple weeks ago. Uh, thank God I'm not. Alabama's going there. Auburn's going there. I can't imagine what the what the prices are like for that. But um, I, I hope everyone is safe, safe first weekend of March Madness. Gamble responsibly. Uh, you might have some. I have a St. Patrick's Day parade on Saturday, so maybe you might have St. Patrick's Day's parades. Uh, drink responsibly. Be safe, and that everyone have a great first weekend of March Madness. Safe.